0: Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here. Locked on Big 12 crossover with the host of Locked on Baylor. It is Drake Toll. And then also the host of Locked on Texas Tech. Is it Red Raiders, Texas Tech. Emory, uh, correct me. Texas Tech. Tech. Texas Tech. Boom. Nailed it. Uh, Emory Lida. So tonight, it's been quarterback week on Locked on Big 12. We are going to do our collective top five Big 12 quarterback power rankings Tonight, it's going to be fun. We'll we'll tell you guys how we're going to do it right after this.
1: You are locked on Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
0: every day. All right, so here we go. All right, I'm Josh. There's Drake. There's Emery. So I actually I kind of tweaked a little bit what we're going to do. We're going to do it all together. We're going to do our top five quarterbacks in the Big 12. We're going to power rank them. We're going to start at one. We'll go through five because that's actually – you can't go five to one because it would be way too difficult to do that. So I think we're all going to go around at one and say our person. We'll discuss and then come up with one collectively. Then we'll do the same thing for two, three, four, and five. Does that work? Are we cool with that, boys?
1: Extremely- I feel like, yeah, I feel like we should rock, paper, scissors for who goes first. Cause someone has to jump in the fire. Uh, I'll do it. And-
0: I'll, I'll throw myself in the fire. All right. This all is right. all you then. I, I, this is not, this has not been popular. Okay. So I'm just going to say it and then I'll go to you, Drake. And after this, yeah. I've got Dylan Gabriel, number one, Drake, who do you have? So my number one would be literally
1: anyone but Spencer Sanders. Um, But <laughs> I also think, you know, I, I battled with Dylan Gabriel at that spot. And I think in the end, there's nothing that can wholly convince me to remove him from there. Give me Dylan Gabriel under, b- because of Levy, not because of Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. Emery. I'll, I'll take wanna... Dylan
2: Gabriel because of Dylan Gabriel. Because I okay, feel like I his, his production at UCF, granted it was under Josh Heupel. The offense didn't look pretty at times, but the stats are there. The stats looked absolutely incredible at UCF. I mean, really good vertical passer some of the best deep ball stats over the course of the last couple of years, unfortunately got hurt last year, obviously. And I mean, I think that his offense under Levy is going to be really fun to watch now. I mean, I still have my reservations about him as a talent, but in terms of production experience and what he can bring to Oklahoma, I think that for me, Gabriel's a small step ahead of everyone, of everyone else in the conference. It wouldn't shock me if someone was to overtake him. And certainly, right. I mean, the big 12, I think is better this year from a quarterback standpoint, but mm. Certainly, I still think Gabriel is pretty clearly the number one.
0: That's that's the big question here. Is like, what what do we use? Because this this what makes conference so fun is that the quarterback is such a big it's such a big question mark. But I I think that there's a bunch of five you know there's a couple five star guys, Ewers and Daniels that are talent wise above Dylan Gabriel, no doubt. But it's a guy that's got somehow three years of college eligibility left, but had a thirty touchdown season at least one, and I think it was upper twenties on the other. Not a big dude. He's not. He's not very tall. He's kind of thick. Which, which well, you know, it's, it's let 30. me tell you a
1: story about a guy named Baker Mayfield. Yes, I don't know if exactly. Ever heard of him? Exactly. Or Short Kyler little, Murray, if you will. Th-
0: yeah, Baker's a bit thicker than, than Kyler was. But but this is the, this is the weird part, right? Even Jalen Hurts, like Dylan Gabriel, is the he's the least talented OU quarterback we've seen in the last five or six quarterbacks, right? Baker, yeah. Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Caleb Williams. Spencer Rattler. He is by far the least talented guy, but I think I think there's a combination of both what Emery and Drake both said. Oh. Jeff Levy plus what we've seen already from from you know Dylan Gabriel. I, I think it's it's like you know, people could say Spencer Sanders and there's an argument there, but I just don't know how you don't go with with Dylan Gabriel. I feel like he's in a good spot. I know there's some question marks skill positions, but it's it's, it's a good spot, right, Drake? It's just it's o, OU's OU's promotes quarterback success. It's kind of I,
1: I, and that's, what's weird for me in the battle between the one and the two, because I think the one is pretty much wide open. When you look at the, the scale of, you do have a guy like JT Daniels who has great potential in this league. And you've mentioned already Spencer Sanders who has already, maybe he's maxed out his potential. And that's why I don't know if I put, Spencer Sanders in that number two slot. If we're already, Oh, can we go? Number two, Is this let's do it. Let's, just it? do it. let's all collectively go. Number two. So Drake, my, you lead us off. Number two, who you got my number two, and I will die on this Hill. You can call me a Homer, but thank God I didn't put Don't him at care, one. Man. And it's gotta be Gary Bohannon. Here's no. why. Here's why oh my you ready God. for this. Listen to this. Yes, QBR man. in the big 12 in 2021. Gary Bohannon was the third best quarterback in the league ahead of Brock Purdy and spencer sanders not only that he was only behind caleb williams and skylar thompson both those guys are no longer in the league so going strictly by qbr he'd be your number one obviously i don't think he will be number one but gary bohannon and most quarterbacks are as good as their offensive line allows them to be. And I think Baylor, almost without question, has the best O-line in the Big 12 coming in this year. They had arguably the best O-line last season. Four of five guys are back, including the Big 12 Offensive Lineman of the Year. Therefore, Gary Bohannon, even with like, you know, one receiver and a pack of gum that's a wide out this season, I think Gary Bohannon, linebacker build, is my number two, and I will die on that hill.
2: Rick, you mentioned KBR, right?
1: I who did. Had Q,
2: who had a higher QBR in 2021 than Gary Bohannon? Adrian yeah, Martinez.
0: No, no. Okay. Wait, hold on. Wait, um, are you
2: putting Martinez too? I'm Emery? not putting Martinez at two. Okay,
0: thank God. But if we're I
2: gonna go QBR, good. Martinez is looking okay. better than both. So
0: Emory, who's your number two?
2: I'm gonna go with JT Daniels. I think the production, production there. I like isn't, that. Production there isn't quite what you would say from other guys, but I just look at like. You're operating on such a small sample size, and every time we've seen JT Daniels in college, he's looked really good. Like, sure, you had whatever happened last year at Georgia, which was very confusing and sort of ambiguous. You had the year before where he basically started four games, and the offense looked incredible in those four games. They looked virtually unstoppable at times. Then you had his year at USC's freshman year, which, yeah, he made a lot of mistakes through some picks, but he also showed a lot of talent as a true freshman playing in the Pac-12, which Granted, we've seen people have better freshman seasons, but still, it was a good start to his career. At no point has he not looked like a really talented quarterback. Now, the situation at West Virginia, I think, is going to play a large factor in that. I'm not overly high on their offense as a whole, but certainly you have JT Daniels as a guy that has shown the talent. And, I mean, I just... I have faith in his talent winning over. I think that certainly it's going to be interesting to see because we haven't really seen him play more than four or five games since 2018. So that's like, that's going to be five seasons basically. But I mean, I've got faith in it. So we'll see. I mean, again, after Gabriel, I think there's just a whole gaggle of quarterbacks that you could take anywhere from two to say maybe five or six. But for me, Daniel's pure talent kind of wins out on that case.
1: Emory, you know that uh his head coach is a guy named Neil Brown, and his this offensive is, coordinator is Graham Harrell, who his was,
2: old
0: offensive coordinator though,
1: mind. This me.
2: is see, Neil Brown, Neil Brown's offense is absolutely filled with probably the most boring scheme that you can think of. But, <laughs> Thank you, Emery, yeah, and yeah. Scene. But <laughs> see, all right. But then you look at Graham Harrell and you say, Well, like his he had a pretty productive year under him at USC and Certainly, I think maybe I'm choosing to believe that Neil Brown bringing in Graham Harrell is kind of looking at looking at himself in the mirror and being like, hey, like, let's try to spice things up a little bit this year. So, I mean, again, I'm not comfortable with picking Daniels the two, but I feel like just looking at the pure talent, like if you were looking at the resume coming into college, you would say it's yours and it's Daniels. And then if you look at what Daniels has done in college, he's done nothing to really prove that he's like a bust or anything like that. So. I've just got to go with the talent. I've got to go with the fact that he's looked solid. And yes, Neil Brown being his head coach does not give me much confidence, but it is what it is.
0: All right. So I have to split the difference here. I'm going with talent because we all, have, we all have somebody different. Uh, so I'm going with talent plus proven abilities, a little bit of both. I'm going with Spencer Sanders. Yeah. Um, Just because of, That's, you know, like he was all big 12 <laughs> last year. Look, I'm on Spencer Sanders Island. I will say there there are times you're like, please, just why can't we take care of the football at all? Mostly a lot of the Baylor game. Uh, both Baylor games, honestly. Uh, yeah. So, but then there's the Notre Dame game where you're like, oh my God. And look, I know you say, no, don't read too much in bowl games, but like the, you know, the Ole Miss game for Gary Bohannon was a case where it's like, look, you know, they could have stepped in the throat anytime they wanted to if they had a really good quarterback. I thought Baylor could have. But Gary was not good enough in that game at all. So I think, uh, so I, so we're all going different directions here. All right, uh, we have to pick one together. So is anybody willing to back off their wow. car to go to somebody else's? I every, yeah. every not talking. Having every, seen every, JT Daniels,
2: <laughs> I'm second with JT Daniels. Well, here's
0: okay. But if, if, I gonna, if I was if I was going with talent, I would have gone. I would have gone with Quinn Ewers.
2: Oh, whoa, just, whoa, you were attempting to play like at least Daniels has shown that he's played the call, yeah. But when you, but Quinn good. Ewers,
0: like, but as you know, like JT Daniels, five star, right? But Quinn Ewers was like the top recruit in his class. There's mm. five stars, and there's like, there are five stars. Like he and, and it's and I feel like if anybody is to anybody in that super talented range is to work out, I would have gone that direction. So I, I cannot in good faith take JT Daniels at two. He might end up there also knowing what I know about West Virginia's offense. I, I'm I, I'm afraid of it, Emery. I, I don't have much yeah. faith in it. So I, 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 I can't in good faith go JT.
1: I wish I could help with the Spencer Sanders case, but I have, with my own two eyes, seen Spencer Sanders throw seven of his twelve interceptions last season. So when so he faces terrible. an elite, a good defense, the dude just crumbles. Even in a win, he won one of those games in Oklahoma, you know, in uh, in Stillwater. So yeah. I well, he didn't it really win, like this, but they, they did. The team did they, win. The yeah. team won it right. Big uh, Sugar Bowl. Gary Bohanna might not have won the Sugar Bowl, but yeah, he was on it. he was on a Sugar Bowl winning team. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I guess that means we have to. Fold and pick Gary Bohan in it too. Uh,
2: I, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs>
0: I'm uh, look. I'm not gonna. Fill, I'm not gonna side with Emery. And Emery, Emery okay. are you not gonna back off, JT?
2: Okay, I'll break the tie here. I'll say I'm closer to Gary Bohan being two than I am Spencer Sanders. What? I don't. Th- <laughs> Defending
0: Big 12 champion quarterback. quarterback. I don't think Gary Bohannon should be the quarterback this year. They decided it on the biggest stage.
2: Big shape is a hell of a baseball player. We have have a three-year sample size of Spencer Sanders actively, basically being forced to play with crutches because (laughs) they don't trust him enough to open up the offense. They tried it in 2019, and at times it was a complete disaster. 2021, he was – When he wasn't making mistakes, he was a solid quarterback. The problem is, in the big games, in the games where he actually had to face good defenses, he threw picks, which is the exact thing that they were trying not to have him do by stacking the run game and putting so much emphasis on it. And, sure, Gary Bohannon is far from a complete quarterback. I think that he's got a lot of work to do, and he had inconsistencies last year. Mm. But between those two, I mean, I think Bohannon has both the resume and the wins that we've seen Spencer Sanders had. I mean, you look at it, and the two of them... Played on teams that from a pure ability standpoint were similar last year. They got to the same point. I think Bohannon certainly got the raw talent edge to some degree. He's shown a little bit less inconsistencies. And I have more faith in him developing more than Spencer Sanders, who we now have a three-year sample size of him making similar mistakes every single year. That's
0: fair.
1: Wow. Wow. I I somehow... somehow Play so my cards a, into Garriott so, too. So
0: here's the, here, I, I can't believe we're doing that. So here's the rule. We go to number three guys. So we cannot take, so we, so guys who are already taking are off the board. All right. So Manhattan's gone. You can't nominate him third, obviously. And so obviously Gabriel is gone. So now we have to go to different people. Before we go to three quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you guys by built bar. Go to built.com today. It's built.com to find the best tasting protein bars out there. They've got flavors like mint, brownie, coconut, Coconut almond, they're always introducing new flavors as well at Built.com. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They taste like candy bar, but are much healthier. Candy bars usually have 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So choose Built Bars today, Built.com. Promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15, for 15% off at Built.com today. All right, number three, and Emory, you get to go first here. So who do you have at number three? Are you going to double down on JT Daniels at three? Double
2: down. Oh, my God. If if he was my number two pick, he's got to be my number three pick. I mean, I'm still – like, look, at some point I will recognize that there are guys that have probably better college resumes than JT Daniels, like Spencer Sanders. But I can't with a straight face say that I would rather pick – rather have Spencer Sanders leading my team. Will he probably end up with more wins this year? Yeah, because West Virginia's – overall team and offense in particular I don't have a lot of faith in but if you're looking at pure quarterback play I mean Jay I still have faith in JT Daniels maybe I'm on an island in that one you probably will be on
0: this one yeah yeah
2: and I certainly think that like you could make a you can make a case for Quinn Ewers having more raw talent but see we haven't seen any sample of Quinn Ewers in college we've at least seen JT Daniels has looked like a really good quarterback at times and so I'm sticking to it I'm not changing up my philosophy on this one Drake
1: (sighs) Emory, the reason that I'm not going to fault you for that pick is is mostly because this guy has played at an SEC caliber, right, on a national championship team where he saw reps. He's got, you know, in 2020, in a a smaller sample size, still 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, two interceptions. The only problem with JT Daniels, and it kind of comes to the question of what we're analyzing entirely, in a draft-combine format, JT Daniels is probably a top-three quarterback in the Big 12, no question. But... In West Virginia's offense, playing in Morgantown this season. Is he top three? I don't know, but... Emory, since you are so valiantly dying on this hill, my number three is JT Daniels. Oh my God. They're, they're just looking down the rest of the list <laughs> oh and God. I don't like Spencer Sanders. I just don't. And then Adrian- well, I don't think you can
0: take Gary in at too and be like, Spencer Sanders, get your ass <laughs> well, back Well, I four. did.
1: Well, I don't, I, I don't did. think
0: that's consistent. A- and Emory I got laid, away with it. Emory just laid it out for us why it's like, look, these two guys are pretty similar. If I have to pick one- now, Emery's case is if I had to pick one of JT – or excuse me, if I had to pick one of, of Spencer Sanders or Bohannon, I'm picking Bohannon. But that bumps him all the way back to four now. And I'm overruled here. It doesn't even matter who I say because you guys have both – so I guess – so here it is. Number one, we have Dylan Gabriel. Number two, we, uh, we have Gary Bohannon. Number three, we now have JT Daniels. The, nice. But I will say this, and we mentioned this before, but uh, we talked about this the other night. Like, which quarterback has the most on the line this year? Mm-hmm. And I think it's JT because mm-hmm. you think about like, I mean, you know, he doesn't have much time left, right? He was in the same, he was in the same recruiting class as uh, Lawrence and fields. And those guys will be entering their second year in the NFL, which is pretty crazy to think. And also, you know, I mean, I just don't love, I don't love the pick of going to a place like West Virginia. Like I've got no clue what their offense is going to look like. And so he might have all talent in the world, but for a guy that's in a it year, like, I would like a better first weapon than Bryce Ford Wheaton. You know, no offense to him. He's a good player. But, like, I would, you know, who's going to play running back for them? Like, is their offensive line going to hold up? I mean, got so many questions. Let's go to four. I'm going to go, 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 go. Josh, yes. I think
1: you may see an even bigger prove-it year from Spencer Sanders because
0: Yeah, but JT is more on the line. If JT nails it this year, he's going to be a first-round pick next year. Oh, now that's a be. First round pick. Well, he's got the five. Star, uh, I think, what is he, he, So he's, he's, played, he's played like three or four years. He's been in college football. Well, since I was. I think he's like got an 12. injury red shirt. I think he's got an injury okay. red shirt. And, and COVID, COVID year. COVID and so he year, could basically right. play for the next six I think six he could keep playing. If he yeah. no, to. Look, nobody knows anybody's eligibility at this point because it's, it's all confusing. Right. But if it was the same recruiting class, I think it would be 20, what, 18 recruiting class. Yeah. Oh so God. I think that would put him at, you know year or two i think he'd have like he's got a year or two left whatever in college in college that, that's why i think it's like because here's the thing if he doesn't nail it this year like it's kind of oh it's kind of done like his coach gets up. fired his oc yeah, gets fired yeah actually, very true yeah so, so it, right that's why I, I'm, for him personally i think is more on the line sanders it, sanders in terms of like a look like at some point this has to get better yeah you know what i he's mean cuz i think he's far too talented yeah. to play as, as well you know as poorly as he has the time like he is, a, he is a he a talent
2: yeah i think Tyler Shuck if he doesn't win the quarterback job at Texas Tech is another one that you could say like just getting the job in, it, in itself is going to be really approved because if he loses to either Donovan Smith or Baron Morton you're suddenly talking about lose. someone that 2 years ago was a pretty con- he was pretty high up on draft. Emery, Emory,
0: Emery, Emery. Last year, heading into the 2021 college football season, he had the seventh best odds, according to BetOnline.ag to be the number one pick.
2: It was in the NFL crazy. Draft. You have more than wow. the first round.
0: Yeah. And, and I understand why, because like, you know, going to the place like Texas Tech and and physical build, but like we're let's get a, We'll get to Donovan Smith in a second. Because he actually he might make up appearance, make an appearance in the top five. Um, he might saying that fourth. We're at four. Can we please put Spencer Sanders in this list at some point? Yes, is this is not going to make the list. Yes. Can we put him here? Yes. Are we going to do he it? Is, it? He
1: is a top five Let's... quarterback in the Big Twelve. Spencer yeah, Sanders. Yeah, congratulations! After your seven years at Oklahoma State, you are now the fourth <laughs> best
0: quarterback in the Big fourth Twelve. Best quarterback in the Big Twelve. Uh, all right. So now we're at five. Drake, I believe you'll go first year. This is this is you know this is some dealer's choice. Yeah. This is this is kind of choose your own adventure. I think there's a bunch of different ways you can go. You can go with Adrian Martinez does better at K State. You could, which I'm not going to do. You could go with um, whoever wins the Texas Tech job is going to be in a great offense, right? Yeah. I mean, good, love it. You know, Emory. I'm sure whatever guy's like, yes, I get to put up so many yards. My numbers going to be awesome. Quinn Ewers' talent, I think, has a very strong case to be top five. Drake, where are you going here, bud? So I am not
1: gonna go the Adrian Martinez route. I don't think he has twenty eight hundred passing yards last season, which is really good, but only has fourteen touchdowns to show for it along with ten interceptions. Maybe it's a nature of a lot of fumbles. And maybe that's a nature of a, a porous offense that he had, but he's going to Kansas State, which is Not known for its great offenses. So I I don't think, I think Skylar Thompson was great for what Kansas State needed. I Mm -hmm. think Adrian Martinez will be a similar quarterback. I still don't think that is a top, that's not like a a future NFL, you know, style quarterback. So I'm going to go at five. And this is an absolute 100%, you know, potential pick, Quinn Ewers. I'm going to go Quinn Ewers because. The hype is there. He fits Texas in the the culture hype zone, right? They're like, this is going to be the guy. So I think what he does is he comes out and he is like true freshman style Spencer Sanders who like when you see him, you're like, holy cow, the flashes, it's there. I think Quinn Ewers ends up being in the top five of that five spot. I don't think he's as great. He's not the second coming or as good as everybody thinks he's going to be. I still think he can slip in the top five caliber, mostly because there's just a hodgepodge of quarterbacks in the big 12 until you get to, you know, Jason Bean or Jalen Daniels or whoever can. Who aren't bad. Them. Who
0: aren't. I'm not, they're, they're, not not bad. Awful. they're not bad. They're awful. not
1: bad, but they play for Kansas. So they they're my number 10. I'll give you that. So number five, uh, yeah. I'm going to Quinn Ewers.
0: All right. Emery, are you going to go with this or do you have somebody else?
2: Okay. I guess like, it is. Who, who do you think it is?
0: Donovan Smith.
2: No, because I don't. don't here. Here's the problem I have with choosing the tech quarterbacks. I simply don't know which one's gonna win the job. I think that <laughs> people have people have projected Smith to be the starter since day one, and there's certainly a chance of that happening. But you look at Tyler Shuck and forget that again he was a draft prospect coming into the last year. Didn't it look awful no. in his starts? So he looked pretty decent and then got injured we haven't seen him play live ball until obviously the spring and a lot of question marks are on him and then obviously you had baron morton as well who's looked really good in spring according to sources so you've got all of this going on like any of those three guys could start day one and it wouldn't surprise me i think all three have the talent and obviously in zach Kittley's system have the potential to put up numbers that would be incredible but with that said i mean I'm going to go, and maybe this is me just being completely blind to common sense, but I'm going to go with Adrian Martinez at five. And, I mean, I just look at I really do think that he was put in a position to fail in Nebraska. I mean, you look at having to split the reps with McCaffrey in his 2020, I believe it was. And then last year, I mean, Nebraska had some of the worst late game luck I think I've ever seen in college football. You look at the touchdown to interception ratio wasn't great. I will give you that. But almost everything else on the stat sheet looked really good for Martinez. I mean, he's someone averaged 9.4 yards per attempt last year, despite being in a system and with receivers that really weren't getting a ton yards after catch and playing in the Big Ten, which had some good defenses last year. You look at what he's able to do on the ground, I think it's gonna fit in with what Chris Kleeman's trying to do on offense. And certainly it's kind of fits the mold of what Kansas State has done on offense. And I mean, do I I think that he's the most naturally talented quarterback? No, I think obviously Quinn Ewers. I think any of the three guys that win the tech job is going to have an advantage. I'd even put maybe Max Max Duggan and TCU up there with them. But overall, I just think that it's a really good system to quarterback match. And Martinez has shown he can be a good to above average quarterback. And for me, he's the safest pick at five. I think he's shown sort of the capability to be up there in the Spencer Sanders tier. Now, am I going to look stupid if he ends up com- doing, being a complete dud at Kansas State and basically falls through, fails in the clutch like he did at Nebraska? Yeah, but I've got to go with him on this one.
0: So mm. the, the one thing about Martinez that's interesting is that their, their offense is set up for him really well. They, they return a lot of their best pass catchers. They return the running backs. Obviously, Deuce Vaughn is like a, a, you know, maybe the best weapon in the entire conference. The thing that's interesting about them is they have one of the slowest paces in all of college football. So if you're going to put a guy in a slow paced offense, and I know Colin Klein's a new OC, but if you're putting a turnover prone guy in a slow paced offense in a game where you've got limited number of possessions, that concerns me because, you know, some might say, well, he's going to have less opportunities to turn the ball over. I would say he's more turnover prone. So he's going to waste more of your possessions. That would be where I would come from. So I think he, he might be the most interesting guy this year just because of his history. Plus the potential with you know like yeah I think I think you know you might get a with Colin Klein you you know I think Colin Klein will try to make Adrian Martinez as much of Colin Klein as he can right trying try to kind of make that that type of player happen um, I can in good conscience go that direction though you know Quinn Ewers has to be the pick right here I I think that offense too is I, I mean they have an embarrassment of riches it is it is unreal how good that receiving core is Xavier worthy Jaleel Billingsley. They just added uh, Jai hall. Um, you know, they have Jordan Whittington coming back, you know, th- they've got three or four guys that are great targets. And also they've got two really good running backs coming back in B. John Robinson and Rojan Johnson. So that, you know, if their lines any good and he is half the player that we're told he is, it's going to go well for him. I think we have to take Quinn. Ewers at, at five. Sorry, Emery. Wow.
1: You know, Emery, I would have reasoned with you for either Donovan Smith or Shuck because they have the second-best head coach and second-best offensive coordinator in the entire Big 12. So I would have given Wait, you those the guys... the second-best
0: head coach is, is
1: Joey easily, McGuire? Easily. Easily. It's not even close. It's one, two, <laughs> and everybody Is this because he else. coached at
0: Baylor? No, no. I didn't even know he coached at Baylor. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, we have to get one more quick word from our sponsors. Then we'll... then. We're doing our wild card. So this, you know, you don't have to go go with the guy you already picked. This is the guy that could end up as the first team remaining guy that could end up as the first team all big 12 quarterback that nobody has picked yet. All right. We have not picked yet. So that's our wild card. One more quick word from our sponsors that they show is brought to you by bet online and bet online. I wish they'd give us some odds on these on who will win uh the you know first team quarterback in the big 12 they actually might do it for us if we ask them they're great like that they've got props odds for everything football basketball baseball nhl playoffs are coming up as well f1 nascar bellator ufc they got events this weekend boxing tyson fury dillian white this weekend want to bet on that bet online's got you covered playoffs esports and more head over to bet online today on your mobile device, on your computer, on your iPod touch, whatever you use still, as long as you're 21 years old, you can go there and do it But online. It's where the game starts. All right. Time for everybody's wild card. This is the guy that could come out of nowhere. It is a Max Duggan who we're sleeping on It's a Chandler Morris and a Sunny Dykes offense. Is it Jalen Daniels who can do it? Is it Adrian, uh, Adrian Martinez. If, if Emory Lida wants to double down, on Adrian Martinez. Uh, I will let uh, Drake, you can go first on this one, brother. All right. Who's your wild card? So I want to first say, a
1: very um very sad sorry to sweet prince hunter deckers who we have not mentioned yet he's not my wild card he's not gonna be in the top five he may not be in the top 10 in the end he may just kind of be on the outside looking in as a guy that we have not i think he's the one quarterback we haven't said his name we just haven't, just,
0: no, we i want
1: his name to go in there before we before we close but my wild card is the single best quarterback that I have seen play in person in the big 12 in the last three years. And that is Chandler Morris of the TCU Horned Frogs. <laughs> I watched that guy throw for 500 yeah. yards without even knowing that he was starting. And so he walks out and like, is that Chad Morris's kid? And he torches Baylor. So give me Max Duggan decides to hang it up and become a GA after week one because he's so bad. Chandler Morris takes We're over. Fine. And wouldn't you know it? But you bring in the the offensive new offensive minds at SMU or at TCU now that developed the Tanner Mordecai, Chandler Morris, Big
0: Twelve all first team Big Twelve. As your wild card, Um, yeah, Baylor just looked like like very unprepared for that game. That was kind of a big takeaway. More, as, as fun as Chandler, Moore, dude, Chandler, Chandler Morris, was, Morris was just, great. Yeah, dude, there were some balls where he was like, "Yellow, I don't really care. Where this one's going, you know, I'm and gonna it my, my, Yeah, and it, it didn't work. He's just that good. He's just that good. Emory.
2: All right, so I'm gonna go with a homer take here, and I'm not gonna pick Donovan Smith. No, there is even more of a wild card, and I'm gonna say absolute wild card. Baron Morton winning yeah. the starting job, Zach Kittley offense throws for 5,000 yards. 40 touchdowns, first team All-Big 12, it could happen. I'm just saying, I think that any any one of the three quarterbacks that win that Texas Tech job, with the offense that Zach Kittley has built, what we saw him do at Western Kentucky and Eastern Baptist, the amount of six four, six five receivers that Tech has this year is pretty crazy. And the fact that you've got a good complementary run game, offensive line's a little bit sketchy. If the offensive line comes together – I think any one of those three quarterbacks has the potential and the talent to be able to make a first-team All Big 12 selection. Mm-hmm. But in honor of it being a wild card, I'm going to go with the most outlandish of them all, and I'm going to say Baron Moore wins the job, puts up 4,500 4, yards, forty touchdowns. It's now the numbers are the, those are
0: outlandish, but but the idea that I mean, you know, you can tell us like the idea that one of the best recruits in Tech history wins the job is it's not like completely out of the picture, right?
2: No, it's not out of the picture completely. I mean, by all accounts, he's given an equal opportunity to win this job. And it's not one of those things where like he's just in the competition for namesake. Like There are people in the program that genuinely think that he has a chance to win. There are guys that have certainly seen what he can do. And obviously, it's a tall mountain to climb just with what Tyler Shuck has proven before he came to Tech, what Donovan Smith proved down that stretch of last year, and just what he was able to do in the Liberty Bowl and against Iowa State. But I mean... Baron Morton has the natural talent. He has shown ability. And I mean, at the end of the day, like you put any of those guys in a Kit offense and they're going to put up numbers. Now, yeah. again, picking between the three of them, I think, is the most difficult part of this of the wild because I didn't think you could pick any of them.
0: So here's here's what I'll say about it. Th- this ties into something I want to mention because I so I work on Sirius XM, Big 12 radio normally. And the amount of people who are like, you know, they they wronged Matt Wells. Okay, no, they didn't. This team now has brought in one of the hottest offensive minds in all of college football. And while doing so, – like, I mean, Emery, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I think all three of those guys w- did not transfer because they saw that and they're like, I have potential to be the next Bailey Zap, but maybe even more physically ready for the NFL because they've got this guy. And that's, why, that's why none of those guys yeah. have left yet. Am I wrong?
2: Yeah, I mean, you're completely right. I mean, certainly – Donovan Smith had a good relationship with Sonny Combi, And I think – I don't want to sound disrespectful to Sonny because he did a good job last year. Yes. But, I mean, Zach Kitley is probably one of the hottest names in football right now when it comes to being a coordinator. He saw what he did at Western Kentucky. I think that – And, and our, Houston
0: Baptist. Dallas, yeah, Houston and, Baptist, and at yeah. Houston
2: Baptist. He did an incredible job overturning that offense. But, I mean, you look at this, and this year was probably the one chance Texas Tech had to get Zach Kitley and by being proactive by going out getting joey mcguire overhauling the coaching staff you gave yourself that opportunity and i certainly think with shuck and morton in particular the prospect of kind of getting themselves back on the nfl radar and for shuck and getting himself on the radar and morton sort of allow them to go through this situation and be willing to take a three-way fight where like normally maybe you'd say after the performance on smith had maybe those guys would be more willing to leave not knowing Having an offensive coordinator that isn't Zach Killey that hasn't shown that he can put up a 6,000 yard pass there at Western Kentucky. So, I mean, I certainly think you're right in saying that he's a big reason why we, we maintain all three of those quarterbacks. Donovan's just
0: my guy. Oh, go ahead. Good. Ahead. Best, best head
1: coach, second best head coach, second best offensive coordinator in the entire Big 12. That's, that's why, Emery, you're not crazy. You're that's on it. Leader, but I appreciate so. it. Uh, Bay- Baylor, <laughs> Texas Tech, Arlington. See you there, Emery. Uh, is that what they're playing this year? oh that well they will in the big 12 yeah. champion the second oh, time okay. 12, yeah. Yeah,
2: this round two matchup
0: yeah, yeah 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 there you go um i'm gonna go with donovan smith here's here's what i will say i think it is uh the mobility i like a lot i think that you know he doesn't just have to i, I know Zach his offense does not always require a lot from the quarterback and that you know that respect but he can move some i like that i like his ability to extend plays i think he you know his arm might be the I mean, not the best compared to the third best, but like, it's still pretty good. He's still got a good arm. And also last year, he's had, he had a couple of the best performances all season in the conference from a quarterback. So like, I don't think we can discount that. So, you know, I would not be shocked if, if we're talking about um, Donovan Smith, second team, all big 12, first team, all big 12 at the end of the year, I would not be shocked at all. But that's one of those where it's like you know, uh, it's like an NCAA tournament game. We're like, you know what? I'm taking this 11 seed to make the Sweet 16, but they have to win their playing game first. The the quarterback competition at Texas Tech is is the first four game in Dayton, if you will. Is I I feel like that's a pretty fair comparison, right? It's yeah, kind of yeah like, for
2: sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if any of those three quarterbacks win it, you're talking about. A guy that can put up a first two team Big 12 type of performance. And especially for Smith, who's a guy that, like you mentioned, had two of the best performances in the conference last year. Like, I mean, obviously, you come off of what he did in the Liberty Bowl, just torching Mississippi State, especially in the second half. And suddenly, like, you could easily have a situation where he wins a starting job and the first four games of the year puts up ridiculous numbers. He'll have opp- opportunities against Houston and NC State in the non conference. And suddenly, like He could easily come into October as a consensus top three quarterback in the Big 12, or he could be a second-string guy and being being on the bench behind or Barry Moore and Tyler Shuck. You never know what you're going to get.
0: Uh, all right, guys. This has been fun. I've, I've really enjoyed this. Shout-out to Jalen Daniels, to Jason Bean, to Hunter Deckers, to Max Duggan, to Chandler Morris. Uh, who am I, am I missing anybody? Adrian Martinez, the guys who didn't make our list. Am I missing anybody? Joey Blake McGuire. Sh- Joe, blake blake shapen uh you know who i think should win the job but that's just me and you know whatever uh all right fellas it is time for the plugs drake where can people find you and all of your work and its variety locked on baylor oh spotify Apple Podcasts.
1: I like the I the iPod reference. We're all of those places. Locked at Locked on Baylor on Twitter is probably the A1 place. At Drake, I think it's at Drake Seatoll. I can't really remember. You can it's there somewhere. So, Locked on Baylor, we're on YouTube now. Hit subscribe. It'll I guess it'll give you an update every time we post, which is daily, you know, wherever you find your podcast. And thank you for making us your first listen every day. Your second listen being Locked on Big 12. Tied with locked on texas tech or red raiders i don't think we we're the Joey
0: mcguire of podcasts yeah basically that's, that's what we are we're the uh, david we're the david rando Dave podcast Aranda of there you go yeah all right emory what about you man
2: all right so you can follow us on twitter at locked on ttu keep it clean but we are we post everything that we do you can follow us wherever you get your podcast whether that be apple spotify i mean i'm more of a spotify guy but i understand if you go with apple pods and then you can follow us on youtube where we continue to get more subscribers. You'll see everything we post. You'll see both me and Ryan and our lovely hats that we wear just about every day. And if you want to follow me personally and see some of the bad takes that I have, you can follow me at eraser 41. Hopefully I'll not be tweeting too much about Adrian Martinez this year.
0: Okay. There you go. Uh, You guys can find me on Twitter at Josh neighbors underscore. Uh, You guys can find the show wherever you guys get your podcasts and on YouTube. Uh, Do not tweet at me telling me you have a solution to unhack my Instagram. All those bots out there, f you guys. I see you guys coming at me like that. You're trying to, they're trying to take down a wounded animal. My Instagram got hacked. They see me vulnerable. They know what That's they're doing. So good. Uh, yeah, it's awful. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, for Drake, for Emery, appreciate you guys joining us. It was a lot of fun. Till next time, fellas. See y'all later.